Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great folks at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, a new way to work out for the best version of you. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. For Zen Sports, to download the app, plug in the promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N and get up to $1,000 on your No Danger First Wager. The app is available to you, so download it today. And the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her crew have you covered. Make sure your constitutional rights are protected at AmandaJGentry.com. So we showed you a graphic last night with the report from Jerry Jeremy Fowler detailing um, Will Levis's high ankle sprain, that surgery is not something that's in consideration right now, uh, and that his status is up in the air for Sunday's game when they host the Seahawks here in Nashville. Now, with that, obviously, if he's healthy, he should play. And I know some of you, some of you guys don't like the notion of him playing if he's not 100% healthy because, of course, the rookie quarterback is the thing that you want to protect the most. Of course, you want to make sure that he ends this season as you know in as much of one piece as humanly possible, which is certainly not a given behind this particular offensive line group. And they've already gotten two quarterbacks in Tannehill and then Levis Hurt. Why would you trot Levis back out there just to get hurt again? Well, There is no guarantee of safety in the NFL, for one. And two, if he's healthy, he needs to play for the same reason that he needs to play in the preseason next year. He just needs reps. He needs time. He needs to continue to develop. The only way to do that is for him to play, even if they are out of the hunt. But if he is unavailable to play, how should they go about handling the situation? What makes the most sense for them? And that, of course, is our Two Rivers Ford take question. Of the evening, if Levis can't go, who do you play, Tannehill or Malik? That is uh, a question that Mike Vrabel was asked on Monday uh, where he gave a very short update on the quarterback situation around Will Levis and was noncommittal on what decision they might make as far as alternatives go. Kendrell Greer says, who cares who starts? Well, I think you should care, Kendrell. Um, the backup quarterback, here's why you should care. And and not just not just because, you know, there's football games left to be played. And uh, well, Kendrell, if I if uh, I ask you who cares who starts, uh, or if I if if you're saying who cares who starts, and yet you're in here uh, on a live stream show where literally the topic of discussion is who should start, then I would ask you what you're doing with your evening, that you would come in here asking questions of which you know we're going to be talking about just to hear yourself heard on who cares who starts. That would seem pretty counterproductive and otherwise not particularly helpful. But if this is how you choose to spend your time, I'm not here to judge you for it. Uh, But there is a critically important reason that that you should care about who starts. Because if you have your quarterback situation in line, and by quarterback situation, I don't just mean Will Levis is the starter. I mean Malik Willis as a viable backup option or not. He's still on a rookie contract. He's still affordable. If you can find a way to make it work with him on this team next year, then you should damn well do it. Tannehill's on an expiring contract. That's not necessarily as, it's not at all important to the future of this team, but for the coaching staff, it is critically important because if they feel like one of them gives them a better chance to win a football game on Sunday or the other, then that's how they need to make the determination because they care about their jobs. 
Uh, I think that there's a lot of reasons to care about the backup quarterback in a 17-game NFL schedule where the backup quarterback has never been more important. Consider this. You have um, Malik Willis, who is in this situation, and Ryan Tannehill, and elsewhere in the AFC South, Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol. He's unlikely to play. C.J. Stroud is in the concussion protocol. He's unlikely to play. The Colts are out here winning games with Gardner Menchu as a backup, so it's entirely possible that all four AFC South, South teams start backup quarterbacks, three of them, three of the AFC South teams, with critically important games to play. So, while it may not matter for you this season, you need to figure out whether you've got a viable backup quarterback in Malik or not, because at some point your backup quarterback is going to have to play. And what we've seen from Malik thus far is not overwhelmingly encouraging, but if he's still on the roster, then should should you basically wave the white flag on him? That's what we're here to discuss. Uh, we are going to uh, we're going to work our way through that. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. They'll get you in position to succeed. So, Kicksgood says Malik should have a three-game audition for next year. Which one would you play if you were the Titans? Uh, I think that uh, Jonathan Ertl says we've seen in the league this year that you need a very capable backup quarterback. Think about this, okay? Let's let's just – let me pull up – let me pull up the NFL standings right now, and let's see how many different teams are starting a backup quarterback this week with something something to actually play for. Uh, the AFC the AFC East is kind of a wash. Tua Josh Allen, Tua and Josh Allen are healthy, so they're not necessarily a part of this conversation. The Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, three of the AFC North teams, all three still alive in the playoff hunt are starting backup quarterbacks playing critical games. All four AFC South teams have the potential to start backup quarterbacks this week, three of them still in contention for the postseason. Health, all three are eight and six and can win the division. Backup quarterbacks matter there. Uh, for uh, the AFC West, not necessarily important. Mahomes and Russ are healthy. Those are the only two. While none of these teams, none of those four teams are mathematically eliminated yet, the Chargers and Raiders are obviously playing backup quarterbacks right now. In New York, we know the situation, um, and we know that Minnesota is still alive in the postseason chase and starting a backup quarterback. New Orleans uh, has had to play backup quarterbacks several times throughout the course of the season. They are still alive. Tampa Bay is surviving with Baker. Uh, and then in Seattle, where a backup quarterback just had the best backup quarterback moment, of the year last night in Drew Locke with the way that he went out there and won it. There is nothing more important than the quarterback situation, not just your one, but your two. Uh, and the NFL is proving that year in and year out. Uh, Wesley James Sandquist says, dumb question, Tannehill should play. Well, it's not a dumb question at all, Wesley, because I think that you have an unpopular opinion. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to tell you what the coaching staff is most likely to do. But it's not a dumb question at all, because if so, Wesley, let's let's say this. So you you post Tannehill as as the the obvious answer to the question of who should they play if Levis can't go. Tristan Foster agrees that it should be Tannehill on Facebook Live. But fans hear that the vast majority of fans hear that and say, well, for what? Why would we play Ryan Tannehill in this situation? Ryan Tannehill is 35 years old. There's nothing that we have to learn about Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is not going to be on this roster next year. He's going to get the opportunity to start somewhere else and should. 
Ryan Tannehill is healthy right now. Would he not like to enter free agency as healthy as humanly possible? What what sense does it make for Ryan Tannehill to even want to go in there? Because all of the different all the different boxes that Titans fans, I think, and I'm not going to speak for all of you, um, but all the different fans that I think a lot of you guys want checked is okay. Find out about Malik. Three games to do it, theoretically, if if Levis can't go. And I don't know that Levis can't go, but we're talking about hypotheticals here. So um, you can find out about Malik. If he plays well, great, either for the purposes of your backup quarterback situation or as a trade asset for teams who are exploring their backup slash starting options for 2024. So there's two boxes checked. If he sucks, if he's terrible, well, you lose games, you improve your draft position. That checks a box for a lot of Titans fans. So. While I I understand why you think it's a dumb question, Wesley, I think that there's a lot of Titans fans who look around and say, well, of course, it's ridiculous to play Tannehill because what is there to possibly, what can possibly be gained at this point in the season? Troy Anderson says Malik is a backup, so let him play backup. Well, right now he's not, right, Troy? He's he's a third-string player. Um, he's not a backup quarterback right now. He's the emergency quarterback. He's a, He's a healthy scratch. On game days. Now, I think that I have no idea whether Malik Willis will ever elevate himself, whether Malik Willis will find a better situation, either here or elsewhere, for him to uh, go out there and participate. Malik could go the route of Josh Dobbs, which is many, many seasons in the NFL without uh, without a starting opportunity until later uh, in your career, and then you capitalize on it and make a little bit of a run. Out of it, I don't know what Malik's career is going to look like right now. All I know, though, is he's not the backup here. Ryan Tannehill is the backup here and has been since the change was made at quarterback. Uh, Jason Parkerson says Willis needs to start. Kicks good. Uh, has we already read that comment? Um, let's see. Royal Wright, Malik plays for possible trade leverage. Uh, is his position right now? Uh, Troy says, "I'm sorry, playing Willis doesn't have any value. They see how bad he plays." And uh, teams will turn their nose up to him. Well, again, if they suck, then and you can't move Willis. Well, then your your trade, uh, your rather your draft position improves. So there is value in playing Malik if you think uh, if you think that there is a variety of dis- different situations where you can gain something. And and in his particular situation, you do have something to gain, even if he's terrible. Now he does not have something to gain if he goes out there and plays terribly. From an individual standpoint, uh, Troy says his trade value drops. Troy, there is no trade value. You have no you have no trade value for Malik Willis. There's not an NFL team that is going to give up assets for Malik Willis right now. If he plays and he plays poorly, then that will remain the case. If he plays well, then teams will be curious about him. Um, and if he plays well enough, then the Titans should be curious about him. There, there is no there is the, the position of quarterback gets more opportunities than any other. And to uh, to to allude that there's any kind of trade value right now currently associated with Malik Willis that you should not play him to protect is, of course, uh, silly. So we're going to get into this, and I'll tell you why uh, the coaching staff will make the decision that they will make if Will Levis is unavailable to play right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMap Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMapFitness.com. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident. TrueMap Fitness has the best workouts. No workout is ever recycled or repeated. 
They will put you in position to succeed, whether that's the group fitness classes, whether that's personal training or a membership to have access to their awesome facility in downtown Nashville in the Gulch. Go to truemathfitness.com for your first workout free. Uh, so Buck says, MB, the best part about this is what the Titans end up doing will show us what they really think. And that's a great point by MB. So here's the thing. If they want to win a football game, they will play Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is, if if called upon, Ryan Tannehill will go out there and play, even though it makes a ton of sense for Ryan Tannehill to not go out there and play. If the Titans coaching staff is who I think they are and Will Levis is not available to play on Sunday, then Ryan Tannehill will start for this team. Malik Willis is... Malik Willis is not an NFL quarterback right now. I don't know what he's going to be down the line. I I have no real grasp on prognosticating his future, nor do any of you. But what I've seen from all manner of different backup quarterbacks this year, and and we can go down the list, whether that's Joe Flacco, Tommy DeVito, uh, Jake Browning for the Cincinnati Bengals, even DTR, uh, Dorian, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher butcher his name. I can't remember it off the top of my head, head. But even DTR for the Browns looked more like he belonged at the NFL level than did Malik Willis even as recently as, what was that, week six in London? There's not a lot of opportunity for these guys to make a name for themselves. So when they do get these opportunities, they have to capitalize in – I think Malik Willis, and I'll pull up his pro football reference, but I believe that Malik has appeared in at least 10 NFL games, uh, in uh, whether that's as a starter or in relief of Ryan Tannehill over the course of his season. He's appeared in 11, okay? He's appeared in 11 games. He has zero passing touchdowns in those 11 games. He has three interceptions. He has 350 total yards. He is averaging 5.3 yards per attempt. He has a completion percentage of 53 as a starter this season. Uh, excuse me, as a starter in total, he is uh, he is one and two. Okay, so for uh, for Malik Willis, he has had ample opportunity. 11 games is more than a lot of players get. He isn't an NFL quarterback yet. I don't think that's a personal attack. I think that is what the tape shows you. And while you while you work your way through, uh, when you read those numbers, it's pretty jarring. Um, you hate it for him because he's been dropped into a bad situation and he should never have had to play as much as he already has. But there is no denying that when you watch him out there, he does not improve the football team, right? He does not make them better. He does not make the offensive line better. He does not make the wide receivers better. Perhaps he could help the run game if that was something that they were willing to willing to lean on more, but that's not something to date that they've really taken, that they've really tried to capitalize on. Backup quarterbacks everywhere have come into the league and won games. Drew Locke just did it last night, right? It was a phenomenal uh, uh, effort by Drew Locke to go out there in the instead of Geno Smith and, and go out there and, and win a football game in dramatic fashion. We know what the Tannehill experience is. There's nothing to be learned from starting Ryan Tannehill, which is why I think most of you are out on it. I think there is a great deal more that can be learned about Malik's future by playing him if Will Levis, and by the way, we don't know what Will Levis' status is for Sunday, but if Will Levis can't go, 
I totally understand the upside of playing him. But if they if the coaching staff is true to their word and trying to put themselves in the best position to win a football game, then you would not then you would not play Malik Willis if Will Levis is unavailable. You would play Ryan Tannehill, and that's how they would go about it. Uh, some of you are advocating for uh, some of you are joking about go get Joe Flacco as a backup this year. I know I'm sure. I'm sure Jets fans think that exact way. I know uh, Matthew Johnson says he's joking. Why is that a joke? Joe Flacco is 38 years old, a former Super Bowl MVP, has as many passing touch had as many passing touchdowns in seven quarters of football as Zach Wilson has all year. Don't uh, there's nothing like Joe Flacco is not a joke. Joe Flacco is out here captaining an NFL playoff team. I know he had three interceptions on Sunday, but he made enough plays. He had almost 400 yards passing. There's there's no like, you can laugh at whatever you need about backup quarterbacks. Anthony York says we don't need quarterbacks. Based on what? Where the hell? I mean, what? that? Listen, Anthony, it's, it's not. The comment does not make you dumb, but the comment is a dumb one. You don't need quarterbacks? Of course you do. Quarterbacks, pass rushers, corners, offensive linemen. You can never have enough help or talent at those positions. The phrase, the sentence, we don't need quarterbacks is as stupid a thing as you could say in the modern day NFL. You need not just one functioning starting quarterback. You need two. You need somebody who can come in, mess around, execute your offense and win a couple of games. If they can make some plays outside of structure, then great. 17 games is a brutal stretch, a brutal stretch in the NFL. The, a lot, the Texans are finding this out. They had a lot to like about their young core. This is as much football as these players, a lot of young players starting for the Texans, have had to play in their careers. December football is vicious. The bodies are broken everywhere. We see it across the league. You cannot sit there. You cannot sit there and say, we don't need quarterbacks. Backup quarterback is something that they absolutely have to upgrade in the offseason. The starting quarterback situation looks like it's in hand. Though I don't think that he should be given anything, Will Levis, even though he is going to be the player that they need to build around the most. You cannot you cannot look at the Titan situation and say just casually, we don't need quarterbacks. Again, that is, that is so short-sighted and completely ignorant of what is happening everywhere else in the league. Um, so let's keep it moving and let's talk about, uh, well, here's, here's Mike Vrabel about the quarterback situation, keeping it short and sweet on a starting quarterback if Levis cannot play. No. If Will can't go, is it simply Ryan, or do you have to consider Malik? Uh, I don't think, you know, Ryan would, you know, we'll see where we're at based on Will's health, and we'll keep you updated. <laughs> Nothing there uh, worth kind of diving into, but I guess he's not ready to make a determination, and it doesn't rule Levis out, right? So I think that Levis should be, Levis, we'll see what his practice week looks like. They're going to be on the field tomorrow. Um, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, inter- the coaching staff is not going to play Malik Willis if they want to win a football game. It's as simple as that. But if they, uh, if they are not in a position where they have to play Tannehill or Malik, then Levis should absolutely play. Absolutely play. And I understand why you want to keep him safe. Can't keep anybody safe in, uh, in, professional football it's just it's not possible it's not a feasible way to run a locker room or an organization uh, mark cotter says paying Tannehill 36 million this season might as well go out with some dignity as a team willis can't command uh gameplay as a passing quarterback Tannehill is healthy we might as well use Tannehill to further mentor willis 
listen, the only way that Malik gets better, the, the contention from people who want to see Malik is that Malik, um, Malik absolutely, Malik absolutely can only improve by playing more football. And if you deny him that opportunity, then how is he, how is he to improve is, is the argument Mark, but you know, they may not care about that at this point. They may have made a determination about Malik's future, even though there are three games left. And, and, you know, like I said, what their decision is, if Levis can't go, will tell us a ton about this football team. All right, let's keep it moving uh, here on the primetime show. Do you care about draft picks at this point in the season at five and nine when you're eliminated from playoff contention? Or are you mo- more focused on development on the roster? This kind of goes in line with what we're talking about. You have a number of draft selections. Of course, that could always improve. Uh, the The level of draft selection could always improve depending on how many more games you lose in these remaining three weeks. Are you more focused on a better draft pick or on the development of current players? And yes, uh, winning football games matters to the development of current players. You can't have it both ways. So we'll get your answers here in the comment section, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that Zen Sports makes this show possible. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN. Get up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager. That could be basketball, football, bowl season, in earnest, uh, already up and running in college sports. You have March Madness right around the corner and the NHL in full swing. Get in on all the fun with the Zen Sports app. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. So what are you most focused on right now? Fade says, no, I don't care. These prospects are good all around through the seventh. Um, So I'm not sure. I I assume that means focused on better draft picks. Uh, Combination of both, but would like to develop certain players for Josh Sabata. Crypto Mo says, just give Malik a chance. There's nothing to lose. Well, the the thing to lose is is football games. And if the coaching staff wants to win football games in the in the name of self-preservation, then there is, in fact, something to lose. I, I From the player's standpoint, there's nothing to lose, right? He's he's not a commodity elsewhere. So, yes, there's nothing to lose from Malik's standpoint by playing. He could either improve or, or he could not. And then we would probably all have the same opinion of Malik Willis. But there is absolutely something to lose. Um, Puka says, don't poo-poo high ankle sprain. I'm, I wouldn't. Not behind this offensive line. I don't think anybody is. Dylan Cole says, Duff, tough question, but I got to say a focus on development. Um, so as this as this thing kind of plays out, there's a lot of players who are on the roster now who are not going to be here. But there's still so many players that you have to that you have to see progress from. And it doesn't just necessarily have to be young guys. Will Levis was asked about the lack of communication or the lack of, you know, being on the same page between him and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins has been in the NFL for, I want to say this is his 10th or 11th season. Will Levis is in his rookie year. Those are two very different circumstances. But development is not just about the young players. Development is about Levis and Hopkins together because that's a connection that still very, very much matters by the time you get to 2024. Yeah, I mean, just a couple times where we weren't on the same page, like you said. Um, we had that, you know, streak down the middle. I didn't really know that was happening. Um, still got to put some more on it, and he's got to make that catch, and he knows that. Um, and that's a big play that could have changed the course of that game. But 
Um, just a couple other times, you know, that stuff like that happens. We got to move through it. We got to learn from it. But uh, yeah, that was uh, weird. You know, that doesn't really happen between us. So that's that's a rookie quarterback who needs more reps. Who, if he's healthy, needs to play. And I know that's going to make a lot of you guys sick to your stomach. Don't put him back out there behind that offensive line. I understand it. He's got to play. He's he's got to play if he's available. Um, and they know this. And it's not just because he needs to play for himself. He needs to continue to play to continue to improve that connection with DeAndre Hopkins. More reps, better than less reps. Hop has found ways to make it worth with, work with a variety of different quarterbacks. But that doesn't mean that there is not still improvement to be made and that this Levis connection with him as Hopkins ages, his game, I think, is going to lend itself well to aging. You still need those two to be able to produce together, and you can do a lot of good in these three games left as they work through this, as they problem solve, as they work through adversity together. Winning games is still important. I know you guys want a better draft pick. I know that your season is over as far as the playoff hopes are concerned. I still don't care about your draft pick. I don't care about your draft selection um, until such time as it's determined. I want to see the players on the roster who matter for the future of this franchise make strides. If they make strides and put it together in a win, that's progress. That's good. It's not a bad thing, even if it drops you from, I mean, you're picking ninth right now. If you drop to 12th because you win all your games down the stretch, I mean, I understand why you would be upset by that. I also think it's a lot of hand wringing over nothing. Uh, the top left, whoever the top left tackle, it doesn't. I don't care where you're picking. It's got to be a left tackle or nothing at this point. You need the best offensive lineman at whatever your selection is, and there are offensive linemen that can be had throughout the course of the first round, at the top of the first round, and you were you are absolutely picking in the top half of the first round. So I think that for. Traylon Burks, who made strides uh, on uh, on Sunday. I would like to see them continue to develop. Hopkins and Levis together. Traylon Burks and Hopkins. Uh, uh, excuse me, Traylon Burks and, uh, and Levis. Kyle Phillips, if he's going to be available, we'll see. He's somebody who's dealing with an ankle injury. Chig, the offensive line group. There is so much that needs to be determined that will impact how you go about your draft process. The development should be the first and foremost priority down the stretch, and that a better draft pick is something that should be in the back of your mind, but should not dictate how you view these next three seasons, uh, next three games. I understand why it will. I understand why you're going to have the position that you do. Uh, I'm telling you how the coaching staff is going to feel about it, how the players are going to feel about it, and how I personally view the circumstance. Uh, BF says, what number will the Titans draft at? I'm going at 11. Well, again, they're nine right now, so somewhere between somewhere between probably 7 and 12, uh, I think is kind of the range that you're looking at. And I don't think there's that big of a drop-off between 7 and 12 as far as like talented players that you have. Jonathan Caverly says you make a good argument, but I disagree. And you're welcome to, by the way. Disagreement is what makes this show go. Uh, find out if Willis can be a backup next year and let Will get healthy. Maybe start Will against the Jags. Uh, so uh, you're talking more specifically about the quarterback situation. I, like I said, you you are welcome to disagree. The coaching staff is going to put Tannehill in there if Levis can't go. I know he's not saying that, but their objective is to win games, not to play for a better draft pick, not to tank for a better draft pick. Um, so it would be it would be Tannehill in that situation. 
I'm I'm 95% certain. And if it's not, well, then we're having a different conversation uh, by the time that we come in here on Sunday night at, well, well, shit, I guess we're not doing a Sunday night show um, on Christmas Eve. I mean, I'm going to be working anyway, but I know you guys don't want to spend Christmas Eve hanging out here in the uh, chat, though some of you would, and I appreciate you for it. You don't, you know, we're not going to make you do that. Uh, so I guess there's only shows on what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. So there will no be, there will be no prime time or radio reaction to the Seahawks game, though. I'm sure there will be a lot to discuss. Uh, all right, let's wrap things up with a gone viral video. John Morant back in action tonight. It's going to be NBA centric, uh, Grizzlies and Pels playing right now on TNT. It's a four point game in the fourth quarter. Who would you rather have, John Morant or Zion Williamson, the number one and number two overall picks uh, in the NBA draft a few years ago? They square off on a regular basis. Both have had their careers derailed by a variety of different things. But who would you rather have at this point in their careers, Ja or Zion? We'll talk about it together. It's a gone viral video. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the great people at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Constitutional rights are what they are there to protect for you. Amanda J. and her team will put you in position to succeed. They will keep you safe. They will fight for you wherever justice demands. AmandaJGentry.com. So, who would you rather have at this point in their careers? Ja or Zion? Less gangster Morant says uh, Sabata. Puka says if Ja will jo uh, grow up. Brent on Facebook Live says Ja, uh, overwhelmingly Ja right now, if he can stay out of trouble. Troy says one is a head case, the other one can't stay healthy, so I pass. Um, that's not really the game, but you're entitled to do whatever you want, uh, Troy. That's, uh, <laughs> But it's irrelevant to the conversation. Uh, James Strickland says we need Ja. Yeah, the Grizzlies are wretched this year without John Morant, and he's obviously giving them a chance to fight. Down six right now, he just made a free throw. Uh, to pull them within five with 640 left to play in the fourth. But John Moran, of course, the legal situation is what has cost him 25 games at the start of the season. Uh, and the videos of his trial uh, have been uh, pretty interesting to document on social media. I'm going to hand you the ball. And I'm assuming I'm guarding you, right? Once, once you throw the ball to me, what, what can I do? Uh, you should turn and look to make sure you know everybody's ready. So that is Ja and uh, either the public defender or uh, or the uh, the uh, the trial attorney walking uh, the jury through a variety of different scenarios in awkward fashion as Ja prior to Ja getting back on the court tonight. Obviously, there's an ongoing court case uh, with Ja and a uh, a a teen. I believe he was under 18 
who Ja was accused uh, or is alleged to have physically assaulted on top of the gun situation where he's on social media waving around uh, uh, a weapon, uh, not just in a club, but in a car with his friends, listening to music and things like that with zero self-awareness of the fact that on Instagram Live, brandishing weaponry is not what you want to do if you're an NBA player. Uh, that So I pick Ja, obviously. Ja, if he can stay out of trouble. I need Ja to be less of a knucklehead and because uh, he's just absolutely electric to watch. He's a joy. He's giving them the only opportunity that they have to win this game. The, the score is now 102 to 98. And this is after the Pelicans went on a 30 to 5 run or like a 30 to 7 run to end the first half of this game. Um, really been fun to watch. Love having Ja back. The whole situation has been a circus. I hope for his sake he can get it all ironed out. Uh, Josh Sabata says, good job staying out of viral Rashad Mendenhall comments. Oh, that was not uh, intentional. I'm down. I'm 100% down to talk about Rashad Mendenhall thinking that black analysts are better than white analysts at some point. <laughs> I'll probably do it. Uh, I'll probably do it on the radio show tomorrow, uh, 11 a.m. when I get to the dumbest thing in sports this week. But yeah, I'm not staying out of it. It's just I have three hours of radio to do tomorrow and Rashad Mendenhall fits perfectly right there. Okay, that's going to do it for us on tonight's primetime show. Greg Cosell and I will break down uh, the Titans' offense. A lot of you are critical about their level of conservatism. Greg will expand on that and explain what the tape is showing him about how they're trying to play. Uh, we'll do that tomorrow. You can check it out on 104.5 The Zone's YouTube channel, where you can also live stream the radio show from 10 to 1 on The Zone. So while you're subscribing to A to Z and while you're liking the video there, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on 104.5 The Zones page, and I will see you there from 10 to 1. And again with Greg Cosell around 4.30 or 5 p.m. Central Time. Have a great rest of your evening, and I'll see you guys then.